0: Oh, <laughs> oh, Good morning friends and welcome to Hamburg Lore the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host Cam Koenig. and I'm your jolly friend Nate Brandt. God, okay. Uh, <laughs> and today we're joined by our good good pal Rebecca Valentine. Hi Reb, how are you?
1: A little uh, a little concerned about Nate actually. <laughs>
0: After that. After doing the Jolly Bee episode and it's like, "Oh, it's best friend Jolly Bee just in my head. I'm just like Insisting you're somebody's best friend or like jolly friend is yeah. so so menacing, <laughs> weirdly oh. terrifying. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's actually a relief because i I was worried. I was worried that you were hinting that you had picked yet another jolly mascot to do today, and I was running through my head of all the jolly ones. I was like, I think they might have done the jolly green. Jo- What's left? Who Santa jolly? Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be?
0: Santa. Uh, so Reb. Uh, something we do ask everybody here is what is your favorite fast food item?
1: Oh, you know that I love me a good Taco Bell chicken quesadilla with all that sauce and a Baja blast. That's That's it. That's all it is. I'm not any more complicated than that.
0: I know your Taco Bell order by heart at this point because yeah. we live in the same building right now, and I will be on the way back from work and I'll be like, hey, Reb, I feel like shit, I'm going to Taco Bell. Do you want some? You're just like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. The usual and then I just motherfucker. Show up with a fucking chicken quesadilla and a medium Baja blast, and you're like, Hey, thanks. And then that's like all the, that's all <laughs> we talk to each other for that day, but it's fine. It's like,
1: amazing. I will say when I when I'm feeling a little bit wild, I will get a Doritos Locos Taco. Oh that
0: as well. shit's so good. Feeling a little loco, yeah. <laughs> I was talking yeah. about that with Audrey uh, yesterday, I think, about how I think that is the perfect fast food item. Like it's not no. my favorite, but like just a Dorito shell, fucking taco. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it is. The, it's okay. the platonic ideal yeah. of a fast food item. God, it's so good. Well, speaking of the Doritos Locos Taco, today I have a story for you about the greatest superhero who ever lived. I, of course, am speaking about Pepsi Man. Oh um, no! <laughs> I was I was talking to Nate and Reb before we started recording. Pepsi Man, I think, is one that we should have done a while ago because oh, I have. How have we not done Pepsi Man? I don't fucking know.
1: We spent it, you and I spent an entire night before you started this podcast thinking about Pepsi Man. I
0: know, because Pepsi Man rules, and I have learned things. (laughs) Yes! So I would like to start. Hey, Pepsi Man is a superhero created by the Pepsi Japan corporate branch, created sometime around 1993. There's no, like, exact date he just kind of showed from, up in a commercial. From parts unknown, he emerged <laughs> fully formed from some Japanese man's forehead. He was at first a scientist and Pepsi employee, Shunjiko Satoru. One day he came in contact with the quote, holy Pepsi, and was forever transformed into the thirst quenching superhero that we know today. I have shaken Nate to their core. There is so much already, and you haven't made anything up yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Holy Pepsi.
1: What's, how did, I want to know about, what is the Holy, what's Holy about it?
0: Is it the Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually have a bottle of Crystal Pepsi somewhere in my apartment that I have not opened. I thought you were going
1: to say that a bottle of Holy Pepsi. Can you get, well, okay, so I'm Catholic, I'm former Catholic, I'm not Catholic anymore, but a, a thing that I learned while being Catholic is that, priests can just bless anything like Mm -hmm. literally anything is fine so they'd have like pet blessings and stuff in the plaza after school whatever and you know holy water is a thing most people know about but there's also like holy salt and the whole point of holy salt is that you take it home and you use it in cooking and then your food is blessed so i who did they call to bless this can of pepsi
0: who did yeah who can we call to bless this podcast (laughs) more like popesy man Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, thank you for setting up that joke that I did not plan for being in this episode. Uh, yeah. True. I uh, Also, fun fact, I had to dig to find this out. Usually a lot of this stuff is just kind of there and then I just compile a whole lot of this stuff. I had to, like, do some research and translate a lot of pages to figure out the origin story of Pepsi Man. You localized this horror? <laughs> Thanks, Google Translate, I guess. Well, Pepsi Man um, has one clear mission to refresh the thirsty people of the world with delicious Pepsi, usually in their time of the most dire need. Um, There are 12 known outings, as well as a few video game appearances of Pepsi Man. Um, And he basically looks like if a morph suit were colored like a Pepsi can, there are three canon Pepsi Man suits uh, that are basically (laughs) (laughs) uh, that are basically just what would happen like they were just the color of the pepsi can at the time Uh, so like the original pepsi man was not like the mostly blue one that you see or that like was in the video game that people know uh the original one was mostly silver with like a blue stripe down the middle because that was the pepsi can color at the time um i'd like to walk you through a few of these commercials as part of my report for you today scene a child is crying in his home The mother completely fed up as to what she can do. (gasps) Pepsi Man is seen sprinting down the sidewalk with dire intent. He opens the door, poses and then puts his hand out like a fucking Dragon Ball Z character. (coughs) Opens his mouth. Just like you can't really see it, but like straight up, just like you're making like a noise that but like incredibly fucking wide. And he makes the sound of like the noise that happens whenever you like press on a button on a fountain drink machine. And it's the sound of like the rushing drink with the carbonation coming out. And at this point, we get the first hand witness of one of his awesome powers, which I have hilariously referred to as the Pepsi generation. After this noise is made, uh, the child and the mother are truly elated. Their cries for help have been heard and they have been blessed with a full, unopened can of delicious Pepsi. This is like the miracles of Christ.
1: So he opens his mouth and Pepsi comes out.
0: We don't see it come out, it just shows up.
1: Okay, I was worried that he was gonna like baby bird Pepsi to this
0: (laughs) (laughs) The idea of him just like shooting it out of his mouth with that noise is terrifying and I love it. But baby birding it implying that he is like just gonna yarts up some (laughs) some Pepsi. No! It's from his Pepsi gland.
1: Pepsi gland! This is better. This is better.
0: This is better. Uh, Pepsi Man then tries to make a dramatic exit through the open window, but then slams his face on the top of the window opening and falls and eats shit. Um, What? Yeah, no. Pepsi Man is deeply, deeply clumsy. That is his, like, fatal flaw Um, as a superhero. He can, you know, create carbonated matter um, that's already prepackaged and can run really fast but he can't jump out of a fucking window. Like, a lot of the commercials end with uh, him, like, getting hurt in, like, a very comical way. And he uh, did 12 of these? There are 12 commercials, yes. These are, like, the ordeals of Christ that he went through. Like, oh this is, God. like, he was tempted in the desert by... Yeah. by the ah! Messiah figure. I'll get to that, why, mate.
1: Why would you go through the trouble of making a superhero try to be as cool as possible, make Pepsi seem as cool as possible, and then give him... Like, re- like extreme clumsiness and make him eat shit at the end of every commercial. Why would you do that? They're
0: trying to sell to kids, honestly.
1: Oh, right. Falling down is funny when you're a kid. I forgot that. Falling right, down yeah. funny
0: as an adult. Let's be real. <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: your bones start
0: breaking yeah <laughs> pepsi man has no bone that's true <laughs> oh um, oh
1: right yeah, uh, yeah the,
0: the right. vibe of all of these commercials very much comes across as like what you would expect like a stereotypical like wacky japanese commercial with like a big celebrity in it to be like they're very over the top goofy like everybody in it is just so fucking stoked to see pepsi man at the end of each of these scenes i will be describing to you um because the end of every one of these commercials um it just cuts to a black screen with a Pepsi can on it. And it just says Pepsi. But (laughs) each different can is in like a different state of being. And I will describe those to you here. So for this first one, the can is proud. It's strong. Are you ascribing this to these cans or is this? No, it's like the the cinematography of it. Like the can is like kind of towering up and it like just Uh. looks, it's like very, it is just a can of Pepsi, but it's like shot in a way that makes it look like towering and like it's there to save the day. But did you,
1: did you come up with this adjective yourself or are you looking at a script somewhere for this commercial that says the can is meant to be proud?
0: I am making this up. (laughs) Our very own, Our very own Siskel and Ebert reviewing. Yeah. This is what I am inferring from the visual they are presenting of the can. You're the one that went to film school now. Shit. (laughs) I mean, I do have a graphic design degree. That's true. Uh, That's true. So further explain the miracles of of Pepsi Man. When does he feed the 5000? When does he walk on the water? Scene two. (laughs) Oh, no. Pepsi Man, snowboarding on a mountain, sees some bros being totally unstoked on this mountain, (laughs) their thirst keeping them from hitting that sick powder to the best of their abilities. He flies by does a sick fucking snowboard nose grab while staring at them mouth agape making the whooshing noise using the Pepsi generation power to stoke said bros but he gets carried away he can't land the trick I'm too quenched he crashes (laughs) and the next thing you see is Pepsi man being carried out on a stretcher by an ambulance team Pepsi man is selfless the can is wounded. So, it's interesting that he does a nose grab because he does not have a nose. Yes. <laughs> as a character. Yes. <laughs> and also could very well not be a nose grab. It might be a tail grab. Don't at me. I'm not a snowboarder. He also doesn't have a tail insofar as I know. God, I fucking Do hope you not.
1: you both remember, like, time has no meaning. Uh, uh, some time ago mm-hmm. when yeah. on, on Twitter there was a, an interest in coming up with what were intended to present as uh, we fed 200 scenes of The Office into this robot and this is what it generated, but it it wasn't actually into a robot it was people making shit up this sounds like you just fed Mm -hmm. you know 190 soda commercials into a robot is this your uh, is this actually your other podcast is this the (laughs) video game podcast and i'm on the wrong one did you guys start another one with a robot looking at how i
0: wrote the notes for all of these commercials they are very fragmented sentences that absolutely have that vibe and that was like not my intention but i'm like oh god oh fuck (laughs) the bros are stoked um (laughs) the can Injured. I did think it was really funny that after he did get carried out on the ambulance by the can is wounded. I mean, it was like the the shot of the Pepsi can at the end of the commercial was on its side slightly crushed. And I thought that was actually very funny. Moving on from there, scene three. A man is alone in the desert, clearly in the most thirst he has ever been in his entire life. He hears the Pepsi Man song as he sees Pepsi Man sprinting towards him. He runs up to meet him. But alas, it was a mirage. It was a cactus roughly the size and shape of Pepsi Man. No. Pepsi Man is so appreciated in the public eye that this man truly believed he would save him. Uh, In in My Hero Academia terms, this man is not the symbol of peace. He is the symbol of thirst quenching. (laughs) The man falls to his knees, then to the sand. His hope dies, presumably with him. He is being tested in the desert. What?
1: That's the end of the commercial?
0: The can fades away into nothing.
1: What?
0: And now we find out that Pepsi never existed. <laughs> High key what? that commercials fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what?
1: Pepsi man failed that good sir.
0: Pepsi man is but a human. Are there ever people you can't save, Pepsi He's man?
1: blessed by the holy can of Pepsi, Cam.
0: Can't do everything. You can't expect him to be there for everybody. With, with holy Pepsi, all things are possible, Cam. The next scene, okay. <laughs> Pepsi Man is being chased intently by a bright red truck with Coca-Cola written on the side. Mm. There is intent to kill. I'm literally (laughs) drinking Coke right now. Nathan.
1: (laughs) Here we see
0: another one of Pepsi Man's superpowers. Super speed. He is running for his life. Pepsi Man eventually gets chased by this truck to a dead end. And he, for a moment his life flashes before his eyes, but the truck stops just short of crushing him against the wall. The driver gets out and says two words, Pepsi, please, which Pepsi Man then provides. That's just Sonic Adventure 2. Peace has been brokered. The can is proud, but mocking.
1: Fuck. This is amazing.
0: (laughs) There are 12 commercials. A lot of them are very similar. The final scene I have for you today, Pepsi Man is sprinting by, you know, as usual, much to the delight of his adoring fans. But there's something different. There is a yellow hat. The suit is filled out a little bit more. It's actually Pepsi Woman rushing to provide the citizens of the world with the new diet Pepsi twist. Oh, right, because the diet has to be the female one. Cool.
1: Right. It's feminism.
0: With it, it is Pepsi with a hint of lemon flavor. The can is a bottle. This is her only appearance. I would like to go ahead. I found a gift that I can't unsee that I'm gonna send to both of you now. Uh, this is the end of that commercial and it is Pepsi Woman. And Nate, I would like you to describe this for the audience. <coughs> and now, oh. Um, <laughs> That's Pepsi Woman. Pepsi Woman is, she's ripped. Uh, she's yep. got she's got at least a two pack abs here from this low quality mm-hmm. <laughs> gif. Is she is that her head? Yes, that is a like a like a balaclava over her head. Okay, so hmm, and she's wearing a necklace. Yeah, the necklace. Uh, Pepsi Man also wears, and it is like a silver chain that looks like it's made out of pop tabs, which kind of rules. And I'm not going to look at the breasts <laughs> of the Pepsi person anymore. Actually, they're I think. there. <laughs> <I'm good. Yeah. laughs> they're there, and they are. They're pretty. They're pretty defined. Yes. Uh, I found some pictures of Pepsi Woman. I like. I would have liked to have never oh, seen again. I thought that you were going to leave it at at I like, and I'm like, hey, no, 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 you're no. going to hell. <laughs> you're going to Turbo Hell. Um, yeah, I, people are weirdly horny for Pepsi Woman because uh, she she got it. I guess uh, whatever whatever that means. Do
1: we have any origin background on Pepsi Woman? Like, did she also drink the Holy Pepsi? She either? showed
0: up in this commercial. How was it? And that's it. There is also um, a commercial very similar to this one for the regular Pepsi twist um, that uh, has uh, what looks to be Pepsi man with the yellow hat, but that is actually not Pepsi man. That is lemon Pepsi man who is a different person, but that is also never explained.
1: Wait. So the yellow hat indicates lemon. So that's lemon Pepsi woman
0: because it is a lemon twist. So like presumably if you go by this kind of standard, there is a Pepsi Man or Pepsi Them uh, for every single flavor. Right. So you would presume that if they're going with this, then like Diet Pepsi would be Pepsi Woman. But this is this is just listed as Pepsi Woman and not Lemon Pepsi Woman. Mm. This is some fucking Digimon shit.
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, it is.
0: Yeah. Who is yeah. an Ansem is now who's nobody. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Zemnus. And
1: if you armor Digivolve the Pepsi yes. Yes. Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Glass bottle Digivolve 2.
1: Crystal Pepsi.
0: <laughs> I think I remember like talking about this whenever we recorded, I think a Hamburglar with Imran or something with Imran. We made a Pepsi Man game for Nespod with yes, Imran. Yes, you did. Because that like I think was the reason I thought we had actually covered this on this show. You
1: do spend a lot of time talking about Pepsi Man, like a disproportionate amount for your average person, I think. <laughs> it's
0: stuck in my head like a knife, dude. I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't unthink Pepsi Man. You can't unring that bell. Also, the song is just playing in my head constantly. Yeah, the Pepsi Man song sounds like it, it's like a B-side from the band Seatbelt that did uh, the Cowboy Bebop theme. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's amazing. Yeah, which I will get to. Um, it
1: sounds like something that would be the weather on Nightmare.
0: <laughs> yeah, it that. <does, laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pepsi Man made his debut on the video game market in Japan only on March 4th, 1999 for the Sony PlayStation family of systems. The game has you play as the titular superhero sprinting to take care of a person in dire thirst. There are four locations, so like four levels, but like three stages for each one of them. Reb, you and I have played a little bit of this game together. We have, yeah. It is better than you would think it would be. Yeah,
1: surprisingly difficult, but yeah.
0: It's just a Crash Bandicoot game, yes? You c- and it's, it's actually just a runner. It, it, like, it is a, just an auto-runner. It's like, think of Temple Run, but in 1999, with the same soundtrack looping over and over again. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, you can play this game in your browser on the Internet Archive. I did that for research. I played the first stage of this earlier today. It was great. Uh, the four locations in the game are San Francisco, New York City, Texas, and a place that nobody actually seems to know the location of, Pepsi City. Okay, so first off, it is Sonic Adventure 2. If it's in San Francisco and he's running away from a truck, like that's literally the first level of Sonic Adventure 2. I'm losing my mind. Yeah, also worth noting, there are cut scenes in between each level of an american man right. eating just a lot of pizza and drinking a lot of pepsi while commenting and watching pepsi man's progress. Also worth noting, this game never came out in america, but all of the voice acting and all the dialogue are in english. It was just translated via subtitles. Um so i think they had planned to push this out to the west but like they just never made a deal. Like there were there was a couple of like internal pushes. The game didn't sell very well, which is probably why. No, happened.
1: i can't imagine yeah, right. why.
0: Are you going to talk about what the cover of this game looks like? I'll get there. Okay. Uh, the man in question, the American man, is played by actor Mike Butters, who is notable for his role of Paul Leahy from the Saw franchise. That's right. Yes. That is Paul from Saw. That is the Pepsi Man dude.
1: But not Pepsi Man. He's not the Pepsi, not man. Pepsi man. He's the dude watching Pepsi Man.
0: He's Pepsi Man's Pepsi fan. Uh... So this is all happening in his head as he's like sawing his own leg off or whatever. He saw. <laughs> Pepsi uh, man. the the cover of the game is just a fucking close-up shot of pepsi man and it's him pointing a finger and it just says drink and <laughs> that's the entire cover of the game fun fact somebody pressed the pepsi man video game soundtrack to vinyl in the year 2020 oh my God. funner fact i found this out an hour ago i have placed an order for it <laughs> of course you have <laughs> amazing yes. and the cover of it is the cover of the video game, and I am fucking stoked oh, ha- to get that in. Hang that on
1: your wall, that's beautiful. Oh,
0: I might, actually.
1: It's amazing how much fan culture there is around some mediocre commercials and a video game that didn't sell well.
0: Right, welcome to the show, Rebecca <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, I was just gonna say, that's totally, like, half of the chunk of of the brain share of this show is, mm-hmm. like, why do we, why do we care about these things so much? And, like... I don't really care about Pepsi, man. But anytime I see like art of like Mr. Game and watch as Pepsi, man, I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking man. Yeah. It's so great. Um, Pepsi man also appeared as a guest character in the fighting game. Fighting Vipers. Super Smash Brothers. No, okay. <laughs> God, I would lose my mind. Four characters you
1: left. He has a chance. Nintendo. Reggie, we know you're listening to this podcast. Tell your friends at Nintendo. Pepsi
0: man. Reggie, please. Ame. I'm going to be real with you. I would be thrilled with at least a fucking me Fighter costume. Just give me the song. <laughs> yeah. I just want dude. the song. <laughs> Fighting in the persona level with Pepsi Man. Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, fuck.
1: But if they did that, then Coca-Cola would get mad and then they'd have to put the polar bear in and then it would just cause a whole problem.
0: Santa Claus, like I said earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, Santa Claus. Absolutely. Pepsi Man was a guest character in the fighting game Fighting Vipers, but only in the Japanese Sega Saturn version. Of course. Uh, when that game was localized, it uh, Pepsi Man was removed because Pepsi Man was not popular over here. Yet.
1: Miserable. Why would you do that?
0: I don't fucking know, man. Um, His power in that game was, quote, to quench thirst. And that's kind of it. Pepsi Man has not been seen since the dawn of the new millennium. Um, There was an ad that they were running in 1999 where they ran a couple of commercials with Pepsi Man, but it was like... Around the height of the whole, like, take a plane and, like, go up into, like, the higher atmosphere, and it was, like, pitched as, like, oh, you can go into space, it's a cool trip, but it's really, like, just kind of, like, this is zero-G experience of, like, the plane just, like, dropping back into, like, the stratosphere. Those commercials were in 1999, and as far as I know, just from, like, my light digging, that stuff never happened, but Pepsi Man has not been seen since the dawn of the new millennium. What happened to him? Because there's been literally nothing.
1: I feel like the weird gif I just saw of Pepsi Woman aside, I would prefer Pepsi Man commercials to most of what we get nowadays, especially yeah. given that the most vivid memory I have of a Pepsi commercial recently is that weird one where they tried to solve police brutality by giving a cop a Pepsi.
0: God, yeah, where fucking Kylie Jenner just like handed a Pepsi over to a fucking riot cop. Yeah. Pepsi Man would punch a cop, Pepsi Man would suplex a cop. He would. <laughs> Pepsi Man wants you to ha- to taste the refreshing taste of Pepsi and not lick a boot. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> he wants you to taste the refreshing taste of his foot in your ass. Um,
1: and then he'd, trip. Yeah, and then no, he'd trip. Then he'd
0: trip and everyone would laugh and racism's over. That's uh, that's all I really have on Pepsi Man. Oh, is that um, all, Cam? That's all. <laughs> that's it? That's, uh, you know, just a little light report here. A little light reading. Yeah. A little Danielle Steele book. <laughs> They never elaborate truly on on what the holy Pepsi is. That's it. From whence does that lore come? Like, does it come from the game? It was made for the video game. Okay. Mm. From what I understand, I had to find like a couple of like reviews that were in Japanese uh, that had to be translated. They're used as like a lot of like sources for some wiki pages and stuff like that. There's a couple of like other like wiki pages that catalog like superheroes and stuff. And they're just like, oh, well, Pepsi Man also has super strength, which I don't really like. I mean, sure, whatever. Um, Anybody's got super strength in comparison to me. If you're mildly ripped, you've got super strength, buddy. Uh, some people are saying like, oh, well, he's he can like freeze time for 10 seconds. But I've never actually really seen that. So I, I, I didn't choose to put that on the list. Right. Because you were frozen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, but uh, who knows? I learned a lot. And like unironically, bring back pepsi man is basically what i'm saying like he's so weird and he fucking rules and i think that would work really really well today
1: yeah just like lean really hard into how dumb that is
0: like how arby's like leaned really hard into like video game culture and stuff like that i think you can kind of do the same thing with how fucking weird pepsi man is oh
1: i've just realized why we ought to let pepsi man die why because brands in the year well it's 2021 now but brands in the year 2020 doing Mm -hmm. that kind of thing, like trying to lean into weird shit meme culture. That's how we get baby nut. (laughs) I don't want that for Pepsi man. (laughs) I don't want that for him. I want him to live And die in glory.
0: Right. Yeah. Go out on top. Maybe that's what he did. We haven't seen him in 21 years. At least 22, probably. The dawning of a new Pepsi generation.
1: Someday when you're just having the hardest day ever and you're just you're so thirsty and it's it's the end of a long work day and you haven't had anything to drink all day. And all you can think of is, man, I wish I had a cold, fresh, unopened can of Pepsi right now. Pepsi Man will be there for you. You have to believe.
0: I'm just going to get a knock at my door. And this man that looks like he's wearing a morph suit that is red and blue is just going to hand me a can of Pepsi. And then I'm like, oh, my God, are you? And then he just raises his finger up to his mouth and sprints away.
1: And as, as he vanishes into the sunset, you hear the distant chimes of Pepsi mm-hmm. Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pepsi man uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with uh nate's presentation fun fact i have no idea what it is you you, even when i'm done you won't know
1: i believe that
0: oh great okay we'll be right back (laughs) all right we are back uh nate Take it away. Please take me far away from whatever it is you're about to do. We live in a society. (laughs) No, we live in the third spatial dimension. Each physical location can be plotted along the three axes of a Cartesian coordinate of X, Y, and Z, length, width, height, etc. However, just the same as a third dimension, ours, can only be imagined by a two-dimensional being, the same could be said of us imagining what the fourth dimension would be like. Nate, it's way too early for this. No, there's a lot of math, actually, in this one. It's 2
1: p.m. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. If you draw a cube along three axes, you can add a fourth axis to that third dimensional object, given that their axis is halfway. So if you imagine like a, a graph, like X and Y, right, like a, up and down. Hold on, let me get my notes. And then Z is another axis Mm. you can add another one and that's a fourth dimensional axis when you draw a cube with those points in mind that is called a hypercube and that's true (laughs) (laughs) today i'm going to be telling you the tale of a man who discovered the secret to infinite resources by pulling matter from that fourth dimension as well as adding mythos to previous reports i've done that's right uh it's time we spoke about dave thomas and the burger chain known in this realm as wendy's oh fuck you (laughs) you can't see Reb's face but it's it's just very good so wendy started in 1969 nice by dave (laughs) thomas
1: and finally a joke i understand
0: (laughs) and today there are nearly 7,000 restaurants worldwide making it the third biggest burger chain behind mcdonald's and the house that kirger bing built burger king (laughs) dave joined the army of his own free will uh once he anticipated a draft for the korean war um, he joined to be a chef, which is honestly like, if you're going to join the army, <laughs> go, go for it and be sure. a chef. And if you're going to be in charge of licking boots, you may as well make them taste good, I guess. <laughs> um, after, after the war, he worked in a restaurant in Fort Wayne, Ohio, where he was visited by former report subject and shape-shifting forest demon, Colonel Harland Sanders. That's true. <gasps> that is true. Yeah. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, first, same, but also go back and listen to the Colonel Sanders episode. The, the short version of that is that Colonel Sanders is a demon from the woods that is a shapeshifter, and he, and he is replicating himself to, to I don't know what means. On his pilgrimage to spread the devil's spice poucher <laughs> across the land, he met Dave Thomas at a restaurant he worked at before shapeshifting it, too, into a KFC location. Dave and Sanders worked together and improved the KFC brand and menu items, and for his efforts, the cook-turned-business-partner was given information that few other living beings would be privy to. A secret, oft-thought non-existent fourth spatial dimension where resources were infinite. And it's now time in the report where I'm going to talk about Manowski space, (laughs) a real concept in (laughs) physics the uh minowski uh is a is like a theoretical physicist and he said this the views of space and time which i wish to lay before you have sprung from the soil of experimental physics and therein lies their strength they are radical and he's talking about just the concept of space and time henceforth space by itself and time by itself are doomed to fade away into mere shadows and only a kind of union of the two will preserve an independent reality we're talking about space time right? The fourth dimension is space-time. A melding of both of them. It creates gravity, all that kind of shit. Also, don't at me if I'm wrong. And what I want to do now, now, is I need to link you guys to oh, a God. picture that I have here. I don't like this. You don't need to understand this, because I don't. Uh, what the Full fuck? disclosure.
1: I have a, before you continue, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. Is this a podcast about <laughs> mascots? And food? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Yes. check it please continue yes.
0: in like th- i'm just setting up the realm of the fourth dimension where uh you know oh, just just
1: just, oh, just. just
0: setting Simply up the only. realm of the yeah. fourth dimension Simply. to talk about some fucking burgers what i've linked to you guys is the subdivision of Minowski spacetime um where there is a future light cone a past light cone and the hypersurface of the present my favorite band
1: oh it's cuz they do the square burgers Yes. Wait, what? I got it? Yes. Yes, you got it. Oh, (laughs) shit.
0: You got it. The hyperspace of the present is the square burger. Oh. I was originally not going to do a Dave Thomas report until this morning. I was like, his burgers are square. What about hypercubes? (laughs) That's funny. And so I like researched like this, this like fourth dimensional (laughs) physics stuff, just very cursory glancing. And when I saw the square that was the hypersurface of the present, I'm like, (laughs) No, (laughs) this is not, there's no way that I just stumbled upon the truth about this burger. There's no way. And uh, so that will be linked in the description or you can go to at Hamburglore on Twitter and you will see this picture. So to put things super simply, Manowski Space is a way to envision space-time as a graphable space. It involves light cones and future and past and intersecting in something called the hypersurface of the present, the shape of which, like we said, is a square i am just having such deep flashbacks to me just disassociating in every science lecture i've ever been (laughs) no you see the burger no yeah oh my god (laughs) these square burgers are four-dimensional meat pulled from another dimension the reason that they're flat is just as a three-dimensional item casts a two-dimensional shadow A fourth dimensional item similarly casts a three-dimensional shadow, and therefore the hypermeat cube must remain in a state where the shadow can be cast and written off as (laughs) two-dimensional. I hate you. (laughs) I wrote this an hour before we
1: recorded, by the way. (laughs) I can tell.
0: It is... I am lucky I took my Adderall today. (laughs) But where does this meat really come from? Four dimensional space, when you draw a hypercube, it, it takes up more space than the cube itself. We literally can't comprehend what a fourth dimensional space is. We can give a visual representation of it, but just the same as we wouldn't understand a third dimensional object if we were 2D, it's the same thing. So where does this come from? Well, Wendy's is named after Thomas's daughter, Melinda Lou. She couldn't say her name when she was younger, opting for Wenda, which became Wendy. Dave said that he regretted naming his restaurant after her, saying it put a lot of pressure on her. And this could refer to the pressure of being involved with the brand, but it could also mean that the naming of the fourth dimensional product after his daughter alluded to the fact that his meat wasn't coming from nowhere, but the metaphysical fourth dimensional space his offspring occupied. Mm. While in this three dimensional realm, his kin remained normal. Something was missing, however. Some intangible hypermeat had been stolen from their essence and fed almost ironically as Wendy's old fashioned hamburgers. The oldest fashioned (laughs) hamburgers. That's the greatest sentence I've ever heard in my entire (laughs) life. I just want you to know that.
1: This is some wrinkle in time shit. This girl like hangs out with like a... A extra dimensional unicorn that's like a servant of the most high.
0: And <laughs> and Aslan is there. Yeah. <laughs> and like time travels and stuff. Yeah. Is Wendy's just Flatland? Like the, the, the fucking movie yeah, about yeah, yeah. shapes? Mm hmm. Yeah. Because they go into the fourth dimension in that movie. <laughs> I remember high school geometry class. Fearing the worst, Dave started pulling four dimensional meat from all sources rather than just those near to him in order to keep his business and family intact. Belinda Liu is now a successful business owner uh, herself. So it's safe to say that she recovered or was repaired by some unknown means. And so what I'm saying here is that Dave, while pulling this four dimensional meat from whatever realm that Colonel Sanders told him to get it from, it wasn't coming from nowhere. He was pulling physical things from people around him to make these burgers out of. And because something was missing from their four dimensional reality, they were becoming stranger. And so he realized this and started pulling it from everywhere instead of just those that knew him.
1: This is very gross. Why did you do this?
0: Yeah, it is. Yes, (laughs) yes. This is why I apologized. (laughs) Wrinkle in time, more like a wrinkle in brain. Uh Uh-huh. Got him. Here are some of the actual slogans of Wendy's. And put it into your head now that, like, Wendy's is now pulling this meat from everyone we're all we're we all the beef oh
1: it's in my head now nate don't worry yeah.
0: <laughs> from 1969 nice to present uh quality is our recipe is what they said they used to say we fix them 256 ways which i don't understand what that means they said you're wendy's kind of people they said parts is parts hate that what hate Hold that on. i hey, hate back,
1: that back up just a second what yep. that's what
0: you say it- whenever you're making a fucking hot dog you're like i don't fucking care parts is parts yeah ah. from 1983 to 1984 parts is parts uh from parts unknown
1: i see why that was only a two year yeah, thing. They cut yeah yeah pretty quickly
0: and then we can view this one in a new lens where's the beef where's the beef indeed <laughs> you just ruined this show for me <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the next one was the best burgers and a whole lot more The one after that was "It's good to be square." Then in the two early two thousands, they had, they were, that's right, was there, there, there that's right, sure, and then, uh huh,
1: (laughs) what is this real?
0: Yeah, uh huh. Wendy's. Uh huh. <laughs> I think mean,
1: it just never registered as a slogan. It was, <laughs> Why that, it? It's
0: not right. Yeah. That's the laziest <laughs> shit I've ever heard.
1: That's like writing your your book report about a food mascot five minutes before the podcast. It was an hey hour now. before, hey now. and it's hey four dimensional. <laughs> I kid.
0: It's better than fast food. It's Wendy's was the next one. It's better than fast food. It's wendy's apostrophe oh. s it is wendy's oh, burgers no. it, it is
1: wendy's <laughs>
0: yes exactly uh the next one was you know when it's real i do remember that one the next one is yeah. not just different deliciously different and the current slogan is we got you uh-uh <laughs> no uh-uh <laughs> fuck out of here why do you
1: keep <laughs> changing slogans all of these are horrible
0: because none of them are good <laughs> yeah
1: like i think they yeah. said two that i can remember ever
0: how how a lot of these work is they come up with a slogan and then like it doesn't work or they iterate on it or they'll, they'll have like multiple at a time you know how like geico has like 19 different mascots right yeah which we will get to oh yeah it, they kind of just latch on to whatever works out of all of them right um and and it seems like None of them since where's the beef has really caught on. But we got you is the new one.
1: Mm. Is it only the burgers that are extra dimensional or like are the little cups of mandarin oranges? Is there something going on with them? What about Frosties? Are those safe?
0: I'll get to those. Oh, my Uh, God. Don't ruin (laughs) Frosties for me. I will not. I will not. So after correcting his initial mistake, his business flourished, earning him a title shared with his former business partner and soothsaying chicken man, Colonel Sanders. That's right. This is our second Kentucky Colonel of the show. Oh. Oh shit. So a Kentucky Colonel is a fake colonel title given out surreptitiously by the rogue nation of Kentucky is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Kentucky does not exist. What is Kentucky? No one No one's ever been there. <laughs> yeah, fuck. If you're listening to this show from Kentucky, no, no you're, you're not. not. <laughs> Yeah, no, he like he is a, he is another Kentucky Colonel, and so like this grim partnership into of uh, space time continues. Dave Thomas passed away in two thousand two at in his home at the age of sixty nine. Nice. uh <laughs> He appeared in over eight hundred commercials, more than any other business founder in history. In general, like and to not have a goosebump story about it, like he was a really good dude and a <laughs> philanthropist, and he donated a shit ton of money. To aid education. Red. Oh huh. yeah. <laughs> Perhaps to further study the quantum meat realm. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe it's just to help kids learn algebra. Is that it? That's just So fine. they can
1: in turn do Fuck. math and Fuck. discover the fourth Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is oh, the project no. paper Shit. clip
0: of meat. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe he was doing that to make up for stealing fourth dimensional brain meat from everyone to make into burgers. So This never-ending supply of fourth-dimensional parts of our very own selves has been a staple of the burger chain, but seeing as how Dave learned the sinister origins of the Colonel's devious advice, he shifted to salads, baked potatoes, the best fries in the biz, and Frosties. That's true. Wendy's fries are fucking, like... They're literally my favorite fries. They are so good. I don't like fries very much, and they are my favorite. Yeah. So all of those foods are normal. They are to to give an other option to... Perhaps wean us away from this fourth dimensional meat. This impossible burger, if you will. Fuck you. <laughs> good. This beyond meat.
1: Good joke. Good joke. Good joke.
0: You thought of that and then you're like, I'm going to build my report around this. Didn't no, you? I literally thought of it as I said it. So <laughs> I promise I could send you the script. Fuck you. So be those Frosties a sweet treat or just a cold comfort. It doesn't change the fact that Wendy's burgers are merely aspects of ourselves that we consume perhaps to fill the void of previous hyper meat taken from us before for we must always be ever moving forward to self-actualization and hyper meat completedness in other words we need to be always fresh never frozen fuck you this concludes all known lore on dave thomas and wendy's old fashioned hamburgers i am now looking for a new (laughs) co-host for the the hit podcast hamburg Lore. i was like i'm gonna take a risk i'm like (laughs) Is it weird? I mean, of course it is. To say that, the, <laughs> that, that like, to do the joke of it's Wendy's Burgers, meaning that it's, it's fourth dimensional brain meat from actual Wendy. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but she got better. And we can get better, too, by eating yeah. more Wendy's Burgers and replacing the... Uh, but just know that the burger that you eat to complete yourself does come from elsewhere. <laughs> Soylent Green is people, and so is Wendy's. Will we ever be whole again? No. No
1: of thing where if if this fellow were still alive then someone somewhere would listen to this podcast think it was real and in like six months someone would have to come out with a statement saying that this is not true that's
0: my dream dude that's my dream is is to is for like captain crunch to be like listen he is not a plague from outside of time (laughs) he's he's a real captain crunchitization does not hurt them we promise Uh.
1: right like someone's someone's going to come out with a statement because of you one of these days i i just bet it's going to happen
0: these crunch berries are locally sourced and ethically obtained (laughs) Reb, I'm sorry to give you a oh. bad day.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm having a lovely day, Nate.
0: Good, 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 good. Um so that that is that's my report on Dave Thomas, uh the uh scientist and uh meat soothsayer from beyond the veil of time. Mm, I don't like meat soothsayer, but it's there. So, mm-hmm. Reb, thanks for being here <laughs> for whatever I I'm still processing a lot of that. Uh, I think I
1: learned some new facts. I think I think there were some facts in some of that somewhere. Yeah, like I
0: learned something, but I don't know what it is yet. I think that's and that's then that's the fourth dimensional uh, knowledge in your brain. Are you talking, are you saying ADHD is just fourth dimensional powers? ADHD is a slight meshing of the realities of fourth dimensional and third dimensional. we can't get into this right now. (laughs) Reb, thank you so much for being here. tell the people what you do on the internet.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a journalist writing about uh, video games. I currently write for IGN.
0: Uh, you also have... Oh, and I have
1: a podcast! I have a you podcast! You have
0: a not-cursed-food podcast. Right,
1: sorry, I, I, I forgot about my own podcast. If
0: you want this show, but the exact opposite of it. A good Christian podcast.
1: <laughs> it's not a Christian podcast. I don't want anyone to... I don't want anyone actually listening to think it is. No, I have I have a, I have a little uh, podcast about the intersection of food, games, and culture called The Cozywood Kid Jeanette. Uh, comes out every two weeks. You can find it on Twitter, at Cozywood Kitchen. Uh, the current... Most recent episode, uh, I had uh, my good friend Blaine on to talk about Stardew Valley while we make uh, jalapeno pepper poppers, uh, which is awesome. And God. I don't I actually don't know when this comes out, but the next one that I'm about to do is uh, Chell Wong, audio designer, and we're doing Ring Fit smoothies. Heck yeah!
0: Yo! Um, I I did an episode with Reb, which was very easy because we are neighbors, and it was about uh, the curry from Persona Five, and it's Aww, so good. That curry was good. I have. I'm playing Persona 5 Strikers right now, and you make the curry a lot in that game, and every time I do, I just think about it, and my heart feels good. So go listen to that show. It's a genuine delight. Reb is the best of us as people. Reb is also on the IGN podcast, NVC, periodically and semi-regularly. She writes very good reports. She is one of the smartest people we know. And I am sorry for subjecting her to this bullshit of our podcast.
1: You know, I love it. You know, it's because there's a little (laughs) nugget of me that is also cursed. (laughs)
0: No, no, one hundred percent. You did say that you used to be Catholic,
1: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Reb. I have been drunk with you before. I know it's
1: very funny because I definitely love this weird, like bizarre culture thing, weird thing that you you all are about. But I never <laughs> engaged with any of this nonsense until I started hanging out with you, and I've just like embraced this yeah. mutation of myself.
0: I guarantee you you don't want this information. You're going to be on a meeting for work talking about, like, some serious, like, you know, EA business numbers and stuff, and you're going to be thinking, like, where is my fourth-dimensional meat brain? (laughs) You're just (laughs) going to be, like, on a call, somebody's going to ask you a question, you're just going to be like, Pepsi, man.
1: Oh, I do that already. (laughs) Okay, cool, great, great,
0: good, 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 good. Uh, All right, well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening, and I'm sorry just about all of that. No, you're not! Uh, (laughs) Uh, if you want to support our silly shows, subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. If you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, check out the rest of the stuff we do at some good shows on Twitter or some good where, and as I would like to remind you every week, the Biz does in fact stand for business. You might just like those shows too. Our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at CavityCrew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Camdeman, and you can find me on Twitter at at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and remember, everybody asks where's the beef, but not when's the beef.